Hi, this is Ian Khan, and you're listening to or watching The Ian Khan Show. I have with me today Brian Komsky. He's director of thematic programs with the Consumer Technology Association. We all know Consumer Technology Association. They produce CES, the world's possibly largest technology show in the world. I mean, for, for sure, you can get lost in that show any given day, and it's happened to me many times. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thank you so much, Ian. It's a pleasure to be on and uh, to talk about all things technology. See, Brian, our audience members are are leaders within their industries. They are service providers. They are manufacturers. They are from uh, you know uh, service focused industries, and they do tons of incredible stuff. But when it comes to technology, nobody can tell and predict what's going to happen. And while we're not predicting what's going to happen with tech, we're going to at least try to dig and see where is everything turning? Is it AI? Is it the metaverse? Is it analytics? Uh, here we are. This is May of 2023. The trending buzzword right now is artificial intelligence. And no matter what you do, it's either uh, you know one large manufacturer without naming anybody or somebody else trying to come up with another platform. There's way too many things happening. What do you make of the current era of tech in general? Yeah, of course. Well, I think it's we're seeing an acceleration of a lot of the trends that started to surface during the pandemic, right? A lot about in terms of like hybrid enterprise technologies, whether that be cloud or 5G networking, as well as you know, automation has become a major uh, topic of conversation, not just because of chat GPT, but we've really seen so many ebbs and flows of artificial intelligence hype in the last couple of decades but it feels tangible now. That's really when we're talking about a lot of the state of technology industry to this day, you can go on to a generative AI platform and create art or do search. You can begin to actually customize and play around with software as a service to build your own websites. We really have seen this creator empowerment in the tech industry in a variety of areas. So I think if you want to talk about the state of technology, I think it's both innovative, but it's also just fun. Yeah, I think that's the way I describe it at the top. Yeah, I, and and you know you rightly said it. The fact that now everybody can can learn a few tricks, a few ways to work with these systems and do incredible things. I think the power is in the hands of the people, as they say. And technology is much more closer to us than it being out there, you know, in some big server. We don't know what to do. We've got to hire a team to do something. No, you could do things with it that that would have taken you know a full lab to do i don't know 10 years ago even five years ago right um exactly, exactly. yeah say that's i mean that's the power uh, and i think what you're alluding to in a lot of ways is why is there a major hype cycle especially around ai right now yeah like i think that's where the tangibility is where you don't if you're a small business it's sometimes it's really hard to hire the advanced engineering talent um, yeah. If you're a service provider, you might not be able to get all these people with this heavy coding background. Yeah. A lot of what makes generative AI, which is what we're talking about here, is just novel creation of something new, creative yeah. from an yeah. uh, from an algorithm. You can have no code or low code solutions that help scale up your team yeah. tomorrow. Absolutely. So here, here's here's what I think. I think I I see CTA and you guys as kind of. You know the 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 big the big 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 um, showcase of real stuff, right? I've been to CES many times. I see actual practical stuff that that is 
applicable on something through technology right now, right? And that's what CES showcases on its on its on its floor. Um, I am a very practical person. I just wrote the Metaverse for Dummies, uh, and it's a very practical, no hype book. It's like literally, this is what it is. One, two, three, A, B, C. This is how you do it. And I feel there's a need for practicality in the world when it comes to technology, because until now, it's been so confusing until the last few years, things have changed. It's just been so confusing. And no matter who you talk to, I talk to a lot of business leaders, confusion and this overhype on technology is is a bad thing. We need to have, uh, you know, more platforms for dialogue. I agree. Well, first off, I also just want to say, I think that was a great... uh description of what CES really is, right? It's showcasing practical solutions for major challenges that are impacting everyday life. I, it's always my, my parents, when they ask me about CES, they always go, actually, I don't want to know like what you think the coolest thing is. What's the most practical thing? What yeah. will help me tomorrow? Yeah. Um, and I think metaverse is a really good entry point to discussion. I'm glad, uh, having been familiar with some of your work here, I, I really am glad that we're a, a like mind where, how do we cut through the noise a little bit and a lot of hype yeah. and get to what's practicality? I think, the start of the metaverse hype cycle really in the last few years it's been it's going to do all these things tomorrow and all this what's it already doing today and so ces let's go to that uh, magic leap was showcasing what i thought was interesting technology where magically pivoted right we used to know them mostly in like the consumer space for ar glasses they're focusing on enterprise cases and what they were showcasing were ar glasses mm -hmm. on their i think it was the magic leap 2 that are approved today for the operating room from the yeah. FDA to assist surgery, right? Yeah. Clearly defined use cases that can help people. I think you're starting to see that with companies like Meta where they're, what's Horizon World's gonna be used for? Education, some of their yeah. latest ads are really speaking to it. So what are these defined use cases that we can already yeah. encapsulate today? Yeah, absolutely. And and here's here's my here's my point. Um, it, last year especially, and I'm just, this is my opinion. Last year and the year before, we saw a huge hype cycle with Meta and how they were doing the metaverse. And right now you're seeing a lot of news around how much money they spent and did a bunch of things, whatever, right? Great. And um, I'll give you another totally different example, the billionaire space race, where a lot of wealthy affluent people are spending billions of dollars going to space. Nothing to do with technology right now, but they're going to space, exploring something new. And this is my take on these things that are so expensive that somebody has to take the risk. Somebody has to innovate. Somebody's got to put their dollars on something new and incredible where we say, hey, these people are crazy. Why are they doing that? And so in Meta's defense, I'm like, hey, somebody's got to take that stance and, and experiment and build and Magic Leap and other companies, you know, NVIDIA, many of, many of the providers, Decentraland, Sandbox, you've got so many of them. They're trying to innovate. And this is early days in the days of the metaverse. You know, maybe we'll have something amazing that we all understand 10 years from now or five years or seven or 10 years from now. And then we'll look back on this time like we do right now at the early 1990s. And we're like, hey, remember that modem that made that sound? You know, what do you think of early days of any technology? Because you have showcases within CES and throughout the CTA's other work where you work with startups, where they're coming up with their products and they don't make sense. But hey, Magic Leap is one example of that. Exactly. Well, I think what you, you've, you've touched upon is oftentimes um, what makes CES so special when you're there, as you said, it's easy to get lost there. 
there's serendipity of what you're encountering from an exhibitor standpoint. There's also when you're talking about things like space, uh, the space race, if you will, yeah. that we're seeing or early days in the metaverse or even generative AI. We know yeah. there's a lot of spend right now in generative AI space. It's almost the serendipity of innovation where you have to be the first mover and spend on all this innovation. And sometimes it's not just what your intended pathway was yeah. innovation, but it's where you might surprise yourself where you end up on the way. And you see that a lot at CES in terms of what you're talking about, the startup zone, usually at, at the Venetian, we have Eureka Park, which has thousands of startups from all yeah. over the world. And I mean, and they're showcasing, I saw one, it, it was a really good idea of combining what we saw in the, the pandemic where, like, what are we doing right now? We're recording a podcast. I'm in a recording studio at yeah. our site. I didn't have that at home. So we saw one was working on what's a home studio setup look like that yeah. also has the capabilities to do it in the metaverse, right? So they're yeah. thinking not just what solves today's problem, but they had to innovate and they had to move. You had to pivot at the end of the day. And I think that's what's so clear with a lot of these innovative technologies that are emerging yeah. and are going through hype cycles. Yeah, and so, you know, to, to adding to what I was just saying, I think we we need to lower our our our, our barrier to technology and say, hey, if I'm a business leader in any industry, you know, maybe I should subscribe or log into one of these websites, you know, the generative AI websites and see what it's all about. Like, I don't have to wait for somebody to tell me how they're going to do it because now it's so easy uh, that you just go on and just, you know, do an experiment. It's not going to bite you. And so I think we need that realism, that practicality that we control how we use technology and how it benefits us. I mean, we could talk for hours and hours and hours on this, and I'm and I'm loving speaking with you about this because it's so current. Um, you know, there's what, what where are you seeing um, the next, uh, let's say year, the next year CES, and I'm sure you're you've already started planning it. There's already floors booked. Uh, my guess, my guess, my personal guess is there's going to be a lot of AI driven stuff, whether it's an AI toothbrush or an AI. Shoe, I don't know. I, that's how crazy it gets sometimes. There are such innovative products. What are you seeing for next year? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think something I always like to, with the AI subject, I always like to think that AI is already in a lot of people's everyday life. Yeah. Uh, like back in 2013, 35% of your Amazon recommendations were coming from the AI algorithm. That yeah. was a decade ago. Or same with Netflix, usually about 80% of your recommendations are coming from the algorithms that they've built over the years. So it's already very much permeated in everyday life, but we're talking about tangibility more than anything right now with AI. In terms of the next year where CS 2024 is going, I think you're right on the money where uh, I'm confident so many companies will be talking about what artificial intelligence capabilities are underneath there. I'm sure what will probably happen is um, you'll see probably a race of companies will change some of their names. They'll have dot AI. You're yeah. going tactically. Yeah. But beyond that, I think we're going to see continued innovation in health technology, that is a huge area at CES where I think in the past, right, it used to be just the, you know, the wearables on your wrist, yeah. you know, smartwatch to this past year, we had a pair of a wearable glasses technology that could pre that could help measure biosignals to predict epileptic seizures, yeah. right? So yeah. what's the next stage of that? Well, it's gonna be more device connectivity and interoperability mm -hmm. in the healthcare space. And I think that will permeate into what you're seeing, uh, what we're gonna uh, from a robust vehicle standpoint, where 
automation will continue to permeate that where self-driving yeah. is not just about cars anymore. It's we had self-docking technology from boats last year. So think about trying to navigate not just a road, but now what if the road is moving like a current? Um, and so yeah. what it comes down to is how is data more effectively communicating and how do we get that to be as seamless as possible when we move as consumers from our home to enterprises where we're workers yeah. to back to consumers when that enterprise uh, service or product is coming to us. So it's about how can that data and automation capabilities become just more virtuously cyclical rather than the start and stops that you see in different instances. I think that's going to be a major story. And then lastly, I'll say too, is we had a really novel um, uh, partnership with the World Academy of Arts and Sciences in the United Nations yep. around human securities for all. Yep. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what that evolves into at CS 2024, which really speaks to you. How is technology helping the challenges of not just today, but tomorrow? Yeah. And, and you know, for whoever's listening to this podcast or viewing it or watching it, uh, I really encourage them, no matter what industry they're in, whether it's a dentist or, uh, you know, a, a car mechanic to a retail store clerk, it doesn't matter who you are and what you do. You should visit CES. And I'm not saying it because I have a, a hidden agenda or a financial incentive or anything. No, I don't. But that show is literally, it gets you thinking about the future, about the world. And the more you inform yourself about current uh, technologies and how they impact your life and the lives of others and the world around us, the more ideas you can get for to do, to do different things and to be aware. And I think it's very important in today's era to know more and to know relevant stuff rather than be, you know, hooked on to social media and and watch endless seasons of, I don't know, uh, Games of Thrones or whatever it is. We have to take control of our own uh, lives and our knowledge base that we have that we use in order to make decisions. I, I stress this upon everybody. So anybody who's listening to it, please go to CES next year um, and, and, uh, and walk the floors and be amazed at the stuff that you're going to see. Uh, and Vegas is anyways a good place to be any day. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I thank you so much for all the the hype and promotion on it. Cause I think this also just ties into when you have control of like what knowledge you're seeking, there's a lot you can gain. Like, trust me, I love going online, listening to podcasts, reading as much material, but there's something yeah. again, I think it's serendipity, curiosity, all tangibility, these, these things that you only can really get from an in-person experience like CES. I mean, Look at us, we, right before this, we were talking about how if we're, I'm going to be up in Toronto, it'd be great to meet in person yeah, because yeah. we know that we're having a good conversation now, but we know what it's going to be like in person. Yeah. Take that and multiply by a factor of, you know, a few hundred thousand oh, uh, yeah. attendees excited about, or a hundred thousand or more excited attendees at an event with thousands of exhibitors and the permutations of innovation and collaboration just become exponential and that's the beauty of ces and I, that's why i love going and it you know, totally one coming up and it does not get old it just gets more fun totally totally what what are your dates for ces next year uh so it'll be in 2024 and it'll be in january uh, i believe it's the 9th through the 12th if i recall okay. and you also have other shows right during the year like more industry focused more uh, b2b focused isn't that right yeah, we have other events that we're where we do convene members and other working groups. So yeah. um, we just recently came off Tech Week and CS on the Hill, where we do a lot of more work around our okay. DC connections. Yeah. And then we have things like our fall and spring Tech and Standards Forum, because 
I guess that's the the other beauty of it is people know us for our work with with uh, CES, which is the most influential tech yeah. event in the world. But we also convene our mem we're a nonprofit trade association, so we convene industry leaders to not just talk about the you know the direction of where technology go, but also to set the standards for yeah. how technology will be developed. So some more of those events are very much focused on these I these sort of like meeting these objectives as an yeah, enterprise. Yeah. That will then come back and help consumers and of course. You know, other business leaders. Of course, we'll leave it to that. But thank you so much, Brian. It's been uh, really great talking about these amazing, incredible opportunities in our life. And uh, hopefully we get to meet and, you know, we'll we'll send a few thousand people at least to see us because of this podcast. But no matter the outcome, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, thank you and uh, best of luck with, uh, with all your upcoming stuff. Great. Well, Ian, thank you so much for having me. And then if folks are interested in CES, I'll see you all in January and hopefully see you as well, Ian. So thank you so much for the time. Absolutely. Thank you so much, everybody. And uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you. Hey, friends, if you liked this episode of The Ian Khan Show, then please share it with your friends and peers. Also, check out my new and upcoming future readiness program, the Future Ready Leader Circle, scientifically designed to help your business become undisruptible by measuring the impact of over 175 disruptive forces on your business. The Future Ready Leader Circle has been designed as a result of our collaboration with world-leading foresight experts, research institutes, educational institutions, and studying over 250 individual research studies. Visit iancon.com.